This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say. What's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half time. But I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. See you later. The Wednesday Week is sponsored by the Riverside Cafe, the perfect place for a pre-match pint. gentlemen and a very warm welcome to a cop out of the wednesday week the sheffield wednesday podcast uh, so today or this week should i say uh, the chaps haven't been able to get together so uh, for a bit of fun what we're going to do is i'm going to put out a uh, podcast from november 2012 so you can just have a little compare with exactly how the team are doing now and how we've uh, how far we've come in the last five years uh, it starts off with a bit of a daft register from dave jones so uh, just keep your eyes out or your ears and uh, listen to this and uh, just see what you think the compliance has been. Contact us on Twitter and find out. Speak to you soon. Alright, alright, calm down, calm down. Let's get this register done so we can crack on. Antonio, yep. Kirkland, yeah. Raider, oi. Gardner, yep. Taylor, aye man. Semedo, seem. Lines. Alright, my lover. Jesus. Medine, aye man, I'm here man. All right, lad, all right, we've heard you, we know you're dead. I'm here man. Maguire, aye. JJ, yeah man. O'Grady, yep. Rodri, see. Lala, see. McCabe, aye man. Pettick, da. Mare, mare. No, I'm not making the noise of a sheep. Mare. Yes, boss. There you are, son. Lee, yep. Bothroy, yeah. Jones, Jones, Jesus, I go missing again. Go find him, Wilco. Bye, water. <laughs> All right then, son. You had the tablets there, lad. Good lad, good lad. Calm down. So before we start training, we're gonna have a listen to the Wednesday Week podcast. These guys really know the stuff, uh, apart from that fudge fella. But don't listen to it. But the rest of them, spot on. So sit yourselves down and have a listen to this. You just, uh, Gary, Gary, would you please yes, play on the, the machine for me, please? Hey, boss, yes, boss, I will, boss. I will, no, no, play, Gary. Jesus, Gary, I'll just press play. Oh, there you go, boss. Oh, <laughs> 
Okay, welcome once again to the Wednesday Week Podcast. Uh, my name's Fudge, and once again we've got apologies, and I'm sorry to say, uh, from too much lording, he's probably laid up for being for being such a lord. Uh, lord H is not with us again, so I'm afraid you're stuck with me and the uh, and the unimitable Mr. Steve B. Are you there, BST? I am, mate. He does. He actually is the only person I know that does less lording than Chris Eubank. <laughs> you know, Chris Eubank's one of them that bought one of them cheap lordship thingies, isn't he? Uh, and yeah. I think Lord H is the only one that does less than him. Well, my question is, you know, if he's if he's not lording, what is he doing? Exactly. <laughs> he surely hasn't got anything better to do than either lord or podcast. You know, there's, there's, I can't think about else. Well, the, the life of a lord is, let's be honest, a really, really easy life. It's, so, it's life, isn't it? Let's it's be honest. Yeah. yeah. Uh, to be fair, the only person that has it easier than a lord is his wife. And as we all know, she's done absolutely nothing for ages. He's been running around doing it all for her. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, anyway, Eddie, welcome to the conversation. There you are. Yeah. How, are you, how are you there, mate? Are you all right, brother? Yeah, not bad, thank you. I've, um, I've been, for me, unusually, I know you're a globetrotter. You're a, you know, a man of Europe. We've discussed this at length, Fudgy. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Today, I've been, I've been as far afield as Birmingham, which is very unusual for me. So, um, I've been seeing how the other half live. So Eddie's, Eddie's been to the Midlands, and um, and so did we uh, this this weekend. Uh, went up to uh, to Nottingham Forest. Now Nottingham Forest is one of those games that's quite personal to me. Um, this will make you laugh. Uh, two years ago, one of my good mates, who's uh, who's a Nottingham Forest fan, we set up a small trophy. Uh, it's a lot like the Ashes, but uh, on a on a smaller scale, and we call it the uh, the bragging rights. And um, and we set it up two years ago, and. This is the first time in two years since we've been in the same league since we set it up. Because when we set it up, we got relegated that year. We spent two seasons in League One. And um, <laughs> so this is the first opportunity I had to get the bragging rights uh, bragging rights back. And uh, it didn't go well, chaps. I'll, uh, I'll not lie so, to you. So, so it's actually just as gripping as the real Ashes then? Oh, just as. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you, I, I, the trouble is, though, I can't win. For example, I can't win them back on a... Um, uh, it, obviously, they, they've turned us over at their ground. If we turn them over at Hillsborough, um, obviously he keeps them. Do you know what I mean? Uh, but now they've already got a point on the board. I can't. I can't win them back this year. The best I can hope for is a draw. So, uh, so anyway, Nottingham Forest. I uh, I did watch the game on a um, on a, a completely legal stream, of course, and um, and I didn't think it was the dour affair that some of the uh, some of the media outlets uh, told us it was. I thought it was. Quite entertaining for nil nil draw uh, as it was to start with. Um, wish I was there for Samido Day. Um, Beastie, what do you think, sir? Uh, yeah, well, you're right about it being an entertaining game. Uh, up to up to half time, uh, I, I, I said uh, on the ramble that it might be nil nil at half time, but it it was no nowhere near a dull affair. It were end to end stuff, and it it was just a, a good game of football. Uh, both sides creating quite a few chances, but both as inept as each other at trying to fight back at net. It, you know, at, at times, you you look at some of the chances, especially that we put in, we put some absolutely belting crosses into that box this time. We've been critical of that in the past, that we, ha- we haven't been getting enough decent balls into danger areas. Well, we did this time, but we just couldn't finish them off. Right? And you look at some of the chances that we had, and I'm sure I could have tapped a few of them in. 
So could it, be, could, it be our, uh, could it be that our strikers weren't used to getting these opportunities and they thought, what the bloody hell's this up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, certainly they looked, uh, they looked rusty, didn't they, in, in terms of, uh, I don't think I've seen us, not this season at least, I, 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 don't, I don't call it dominance, but like I say, it was such an open end-to-end match. I think you know both teams were creating left, right and centre and sometimes it wasn't beautiful flowing football, but um, it, it, there were plenty of balls pinging in and around and, and I was amazed that it, it, half-time it was nil-nil. Um, because, like I say, we got let up a couple of times. They had some really good chances. Uh, Kirkland did his bit there, but also their poor finishing. But, yeah, some of the chances that, that we missed. I'm, Mr. Medine, I'm looking at you. That was um, some absolute pearlers there. Yeah, but one of, um, one of the balls that uh, Bothroyd put in, another one that's, been, that's had a, a lot of stick. And I hope he, he ain't getting any stick this week because I thought he were um, probably man at match, uh, for, you know, including both sides in that, not just for Wednesday. I thought he had a cracking game. Um, but it, one, of, one of the balls that he put in there, it was absolutely brilliant. And, and when it, it just got wasted, he looked at um, our players at box and he just threw his arms up as if to say, well, what more can I do? You know what I mean? I'm giving you everything that everybody whinges at me for. I'm doing it. And yet still, we can't do anything with it. And then, and then moments later, uh, I think Liera uh, did exactly the same. He put a pearl of a ball across. And again, it went wasted. I don't think it's funny. It certainly occurred to me watching it that um, after all we've spoken, and we probably spent 20 minutes talking about this, didn't we, last week, that we're, we're crying out for someone to be in and about it and actually finishing those off. I don't think any of us imagine that we could have that many chances and still come away without putting one of them in the back of the net. Um, so, you know, we thought we had problems. Well, you know, you can square them because we've got plenty, plenty that we need to sort out up from. There weren't, there weren't difficult chances, though, were there, Eddie? No, exactly. And that's, that's the worrying thing. You know, a lot of the time when you get teams that, that are battling down the wrong end of the table, they're not creating enough. And when they do create, you know, it's, it's kind of hope rather than expectation. But, you know, they were, they were chances that even, la- you know, last season, we'd have had a hat full of goals. That would have been a 5-0 or at least a 5 3 um, you know, and it, there's, so there's something, something is rotten in the state of Sheffield Wednesday as far as, as having that killer instinct. And it's... Um, it's, it's worrying, yeah. I think I think this is a testament to uh, to the Sheffield Wednesday fans uh, again. Not normally do I uh, do I agree with them uh, with the masses. I must admit, but um, I think this is the reason why we're not banging the Jones drum out. The Jones out drum, if that's a, if that's a term. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think anybody, I, I don't think we've jumped on that bandwagon as a collective just yet. Purely because I think uh, Dave Jones says he says himself he's sick of saying it um, that we that we are creating these chances and we're not playing awful. Do you know what I mean? It's not, it's not like back in, what, 2000 when we got relegated from the Premier League where it turned into a comedy of errors week in, week out. There's still some good football be, there being played. It's just, uh, it's down once again to errors from the defence. Uh, after keeping their head for 89 minutes, they'll have a moment of madness uh, at some point during the, uh, during, the, during the game. Or we're just not sticking the ball in the back of the net. We're not being trounced week in, week out. But if you look at our record, it's, it's got awful. Yeah, but the thing that annoys me about this game is uh, Forest are now in 10th after beating us. And I really do not think they are a good side. Uh, and it, it's so frustrating that uh, we be, we've been beaten now by a, by a side in 10th. We've been beaten by sides that are, uh, I think, the 15th and 16th, which is Bolton and Wolves. And none of these sides are good to me. And it's, I find it, well, frustrating. I, I can't find a better word than that because it, um, 
all those three games in particular, I think we should have had something from. And this one at Forest, I know it would end-to-end stuff. I know they had the chances. But it, at no point did I feel like we were going to lose that game. Even after we put, we put a goal in back at net for them, I still didn't think we were going to lose. Yeah, the same. And, you know, I think you could tell from the, you know, the atmosphere, there wasn't even that, that kind of resignation like there had been at Borough that, um, you know, we're, we're putting up a good fight, but probably on balance, we're not, we're not good enough to beat this team. And there's frailties there that mean we're, we're likely to concede again. You know, it was almost an irrelevance, the fact that we were 1-0 we down. We didn't seem to play any, any better or worse, and we certainly, the, the backing for the team was still there. So, um, no, it's, it, I think it's telling that we, we had that kind of mini turnaround, but look at the teams that we beat, Ipswich and Peterborough. Now, I agree, I don't think Nottingham Forest were a, a good team. I don't think Bolton were a good team or, or Wolves were a good team. Um, but if we can only beat Ipswich and Peterborough, we've got big problems in this division. I think you're dead right. I think, I think, uh, I think this league is tight. It, it is the tightest league I've seen in a few years. There's a lot of big clubs in there. Um, you look at the teams that came down from the came down from the Premier League. They're not Premier League quality, and uh, the teams that are already that were already in the Championship before we joined it. There was there, God, you, you could have picked fifteen teams that could have ended up in the playoffs before the season started. I just think, uh, I just think at the beginning of the season, I genuinely thought we were one of those fifteen teams, and it transpires we're not. So it it, it concerns me uh, that we're not at least pushing mid table. I, I think I think. Uh, Judging by the quality of the teams in this league, mid-table wasn't a big ask. Uh, but we're, we're playing well. Well, we're, playing, we're not playing badly, sorry. Um, but we're just not getting the rub of the green. Now, is this down to the... Is it, which would you say was more, um, more responsible for that? Was it us not putting the ball in the back of the net or these silly mistakes? Which one would you think needs combating first before we, uh, before we start talking about mid-table? Well, we, we started the season off uh, with, with uh, a poor defence. And even though we were winning, we were letting goals in. So we knew where the problem was. Uh, to me, Dave Jones has, has, has gone some way to sorting that defence out. Don't get me wrong. If, if it were me personally, I'd, I'd make quite a few changes. Um, Daniel Jones would be on his bike for a start. <laughs> you know what? I'm just going to say that, let me, let me just say, first of all, that I thought Daniel Jones had a decent game against Forrest, right? Notwithstanding, he's still very uh, poor. Um, but our biggest problem now is up front, because, like, like I've just said there, we created the chances in, in this game, but we couldn't put them away, and there weren't difficult chances. Now, we put one or two of them away, and that, uh, especially early on, and that changed the whole complex of the game. To me, Forrest... Um, didn't really turn up until we put that goal in the back of the net for them. Once we did that, they started to play a little bit and they started to look more threatening. But until that moment, they weren't at the game. I tell you what I noticed about the game as well. Sean, Sean O'Driscoll is um, is renowned for getting his teams to get the ball on the ground, playing passing football, and uh, a very patient build-up, very patient play. I didn't see evidence of that on uh, on the game on Saturday. I thought I thought Forrest looked um, looked a bit smash and grab at times. I thought they just desperately wanted to get it forward and get into the back of the net. Forrest have made some good signings this season. Uh, signings that if we signed them at Sheffield Wednesday, I'd have been chuffed with Simon Cox, Billy Sharp, Henri Lansbury. Uh, didn't particularly set the world on fire. What, what do you reckon? For me, I think this shows that this division is still a bit of a lucky lottery. It's a, a very flat division. And I think 
teams that, that thrive in this division do so because they get two or three players who are banging form, and teams that struggle do so because either they've got players who, who, who aren't delivering, um, or they get that, that bit of bad luck, that bad, that bad run of, of bad things happening. And on that entire season's concern, you know, you look at teams that, that there are very few teams that just dominate from start to finish, and there are very few teams that are just complete dead weight. And, and unfortunately for us, I think we've had a bit of a combination of those two native things, that we've had bad individual moments in games, uh, and we've had players who, who haven't really been at the races. Uh, I don't really think there's an awful lot to choose between us and certainly the teams that are, that are you know, where Nottingham Forest are and higher, because... As you both said, on Saturday, there wasn't a lot to choose between them. And if anything, I think we probably shaded the performance, certainly for the first 75 minutes. Yeah, I think, without a doubt, we, we shaded the, uh, the game overall. I think, I've got to be honest with you now, on, on Saturday night, I, I was on a write-downer. And I don't usually get um, that bothered when we're losing and, and we've played well. But for some reason, I just got on a write-downer. I walked out of the ground... Um, I walked through car park past uh, a load of Wednesday fans who were milling around and they were whinging like hell about Dave Jones and that he should sod off and I can't wait for him to be sacked and he needs to take all his bloody stupid players with him. And it, it started to develop into a, a really big malaise. But by the time I got to car, I, I was ready for throwing it all in. It, and I really think that we, we played well in that game. But the, the result... Um, how we lost on on the back of you know um, other recent results and fans whinging about it, it just started to seep into me. And these things never never tend to last long. I'd, you know, Sunday morning I'd had a sleep and I was back back on it. But um, I'm sure there's a lot of Wednesday fans now that aren't able to snap out of it a day later. So it is starting to grind on a, uh, for a lot of Wednesday fans. No, I, uh, I, know, I know what you mean, Beastie, because I think on, uh, on Saturday evening, I announced my retirement on Twitter as being gay for Miguel Lera. Um, <laughs> I, th- I, think, I think I still am. I think I still am. Uh, yeah, I agree with you, Beastie. Uh, like, when the past we spoke about, for example, his big air kick against, um, against Crystal Palace, the times he's tried to bomb forward with his free kicks and they've not really uh, caught off. He had, obviously, the own goal on Saturday. Um, I still think Miguel Yera can be one of our standout performers in defence, and if it, it, it reminds me a lot of Raider Johnson, for example. Whereas he'll uh, he might get you one at one end, but he's going to concede you one at the other. Do you know what I mean? Um, so I, I'm still just a little bit more sexual. I've got to Miguel Yera, just not as much. I've got to really disagree with you, mate. <laughs> Look, Liera is a fantastic bloke. He will go down in Wednesday folklore for generations because of last season. And he's been immortalised by Pete McKee in that great painting of him being uh, carried around Hillsborough on the, the shoulders of Wednesday fans. And I, I absolutely loved it. I loved being part of that. I loved him being part of this club. But we're now a level up. And as much as I love him, right, it's a bit like when we, uh, it's a bit like taking your dog to vets. <laughs> right, Liera has got to make that trip to the vets. I'm sorry, but yeah. it's, it, it's it, uh, well. Let's put it another way. It's like when Lee Bullen went. Everybody loved Lee Bullen, but when he went, it was time for him to go. Yeah, right? I felt that about Rob Jones. Uh, not really. <laughs> <laughs> I felt Rob Jones in League One, decent League One performance. No, when no. he went, he went at the right time for me. No, Rob Jones needed time to a lamppost and leaving. 
<laughs> you didn't need to suffer the dignity of no. a ejection. No, I see your point there, Beast. Yeah, no, there were no, there were no trip to dignitas for Rob Jones. It was turn to a lamppost and drive away. Put, put him in a sack and throw him in the <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Willieira, uh, I know people love him, but we've got to, we've just got to make that decision now. And and I think, I just don't think he's good enough. So, Liera's, uh, Liera, Liera, you've got me doing it now. Liera's booked now for, he's, he's got too many disciplinary points uh, for the season, and he's out um, against Leicester City on Saturday uh, because he's been a naughty boy. Um, this means Martin Taylor will probably get a nod. Um, do, you, do you reckon it's time that Taylor, I mean, Taylor was in on, on the BBC Sport website and being interviewed about Sheffield, starting Sheffield Wednesday, and he says he's been disappointed with it. Do you reckon he'll get, take his opportunity with both hands? I, I must admit, I might be a bit excited about it. He's going to have to, to be fair, because um, you kind of look, I know we don't have too many options at the moment. I watched the, the Millwall Leeds match yesterday, and um, Mark Beavers um, looks like a, a player who, who is continuing to survive and thrive at championship level. So, um, we don't have him now. We've got we've got Taylor, and he's going to have to show that he's more than just a kind of a, a Darren Purse Mark two. Um, you know, a big a big lug of a lad who is just going to get done by pace left, right, and centre. Um, and this this really is the test for him to prove it. it suddenly, if we get a result out of Leicester City, who, let's be honest, are annihilating teams at the moment. Um, this is you know this would be a massive step, just like Bothroy did to kind of getting the Wednesday fans back on his side and, uh, you know, showing a real dominant performance is the way to do that. He's not going to do it by any other means. He's got to absolutely battle and scrap and dominate in the air and dominate physically. And if he can do that, then, you know, that's what we've signed him for. We've signed him to be a leader, to be a, a machine out there. And he hasn't done it so far, but if he's getting his chance, well, this is his time to take it. Because if he doesn't do it now, then I think he can probably, you know, start and end his Sheffield Wednesday career like that. Well, you know what Wednesday fans are like, um, well, football fans in general, they're, they're quick to judge. Fortunately enough, I'm not like that. Right? I, I never make a knee oh, jerk. Yeah. Of course not, Beast. Right? Daniel Jones again. No, I've... I've <laughs> <laughs> Daniel Jones aside, right? I think you'll find if you, if you listen back... Um, I always for years, yeah. yeah. I always thought that um, Gardner were good. Um, <laughs> Liera and, 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 and many of them really I give them all a fair crack at with right? but um, I, I don't really think that we've seen enough of Taylor he's made a couple of mistakes when he came but um, at that Blackburn game which was the last game that he played he was arguably man at match and then he was dropped now if he plays to that standard against Leicester then we will have no complaints about him uh, and who knows, this, like, like Eddie says, Liara's been forced out, Taylor's in. This is his chance. And it's a perfect opportunity for him. He can stand there, repel all borders, and you'll be waving Liara bye-bye back at Van like the rest of us. He's not got a 90 centre part in Taylor. I don't know if I can wave bye-bye to him just yet. It is a <laughs> centre part, and it's just a very, very wide one. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, Nottingham Forest, not a great day out in terms of, uh, in terms of um, result, but what about a day out for the fans? I mean, you saw the, the day before the game that uh, everybody in the granddad who had not got a ticket for that game all of a sudden really wanted to go to this game. This was a game that they wanted to go because we chose it as fans, as Jose Semedo Day. What was the atmosphere like when you were there? It, well, it wasn't it just um, before, uh, at the ground, what it, it 
we parked up near the train station. We walked up, and it was absolutely fantastic. We got out of the car. We'd made uh, my young had made a banner. Uh, we'd got his own Sumido masks. Um, there were uh, somebody parked opposite us. They'd got Portuguese flags draped around them. They'd all got their Sumido masks. And as we were walking up the road, and it, uh, in places it was 16 with Wednesday fans, all with Sumido masks, faces painted, balloons. The lot, it was just fantastic. It was like uh, Nottingham Mardi Gras. It was, <laughs> it was just wonderful. And then when we got in ground, Jesus Christ on a bike, it was absolutely fantastic. And when um, we, we went toss and uh, we swapped ends and we were singing uh, the Sumido song and it was just a wall of noise. There were 4,000 Wednesday fans there. I don't know what the official crowd was, but we must have been outnumbered 4 to 1, somewhere like that, uh, at least 4 to 1. And the noise was all from Wednesday fans. And that continued pretty much throughout the game. And, the, and eventually, after a few minutes, the Wednesday fans started singing to the Forest fans, you've only come to see Samido. And they had... <laughs> <laughs> They they looked down at us, 2,000 Samidos stood in a way end, right, and they wanted to be part of that. I'm sure they were all crawling in right back trying to be part of it, because it was <laughs> just fantastic to be there and be part of it. Probably uh, one of the best bits of noise and atmosphere that we've had in, in quite a while at an away game, and it, it was fantastic to be part of it. I don't know whether by luck or by judgment, but what an inspired decision to have it for, for that specific match. Would it be in Forest, you know, not a, not a massive long journey that people have to budget four hours for, you know, and a, and a big away contingent as well. Not, you know, not one of these grounds where you get 900 tickets or 1,100 tickets or whatever. It really felt like something special, like it was, you know, it was almost had like the passion of a Sheffield derby, but without any of the kind of fear and loathing of it all. It was... It was a real carnival atmosphere. It was it was fantastic, uh, a, a display of what we do as fans when we're away, and that kind of togetherness that we haven't really felt since since last season, or certainly since Derby, the first away game of this season, where you know you kind of go and you take over a place, and it's a carnival atmosphere, and everyone's positive for you know for all the right reasons. It was it, it was magical. Like you say, the noise, and you know when you're in an away uh, an away fan, and we're very noisy as away fans. I think we're blessed in that respect. But you even you know normally when the other when when the home fans are singing, even if you can't hear them because we're singing so loud, we're drowning them out to our own ears. But you knew for a fact that even if you were a Forest fan sat in sat in the home end there, that's all you could hear. You could only hear the away fans singing. And you know I'm, I'm sure it's stuck in their craw a little bit, but it must have been an impressive sight if they admitted to themselves. Yeah, but it was all good stuff, wasn't it? Um, in, in fact, uh, Reader Johnson were there. I don't know if you saw him. We just stood to our right in with Wednesday fans, and he was absolutely loving it. I mean, he has a, He seems to always have a big beaming smile on him anyway, doesn't he? But um, this, because of all the noise and the atmosphere, he was loving it. And even when we asked him uh, to give us a song, yeah, give us a song, <laughs> yeah, which he did. To be well, he didn't really get, he didn't really give us a song, did he? He just started moving his arms up and down and doing bouncing, which everybody took up. <laughs> well. I'm, 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 honestly, I'm, je- I'm jealous I wasn't there. To be fair, it was one of those decisions where I went down and volunteered to, to volunteered to work and thought, oh, I should have gone to that thing. It, you know what I mean? It's one of those, it's one of those days. Um, so, have you uh, uh, before you before you go, have you seen uh, Raider Johnson's lady? Yes, yes. Is that that chick that is well, quite literally hotter than the sun? She is absolutely stunning. She was there with him. I thought if you've seen her, then you must be tweeting her because. 
I know what you like with these. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was thinking, no wonder he has such a smile on his face. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> if he was a rubbish footballer, then you know he has no reason to be sad because that yeah. you know, wow, what an unbelievable lady and well done, reader. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird, it, it's, it's weird that isn't it? A, uh, an average-looking footballer getting a hot chick. That, that never happened, <laughs> yeah. what, what first attracted you to extremely well-paid <laughs> Whether you're celebrating a birthday, a wedding or anniversary, maybe you've passed your driving test, or you've landed a new job. Well, whatever your reason for a party, the Riverside Cafe is the perfect location on Catch Bar Lane overlooking Hillsborough Stadium. To inquire about hiring us for your function, call 07989 or 0114-232-6121. Do you have problems with your nipples? Are they sore, itchy, inflamed or just plain crusty? Don't worry, ladies and gents, the Wednesday Week Podcast has got just the thing for you. Beasties Nipple Ointment. That's right, ladies and gents, Beasties Nipple Ointment made from Beasties' very own special recipe. <coughs> just rub it on there, and soon enough you'll have the very best nipples on your street too. Beasties Nipple Ointment from the Wednesday Week. Beasties Nipple Ointment is not a real product, and anybody that thinks so is an absolute no Right. So anyway, I'm, uh, I've, I've, I've lost where I was. Right, Nottingham Forest. It was our, uh, our young uh, Loney's last game. It transpired after uh, after today's events. Uh, Ross Barkley, or Niles Barkley, as Beastie calls him on his tweets. Oh, by the way, Beastie, <laughs> before I move on, actually, um, this has got to be one of the best spelt tweeting um, tweeted performances you've done. It wasn't a hundred percent right. Don't get me wrong. But it, you must be really concentrating on this one because, uh, <laughs> but what was it, the uh, the Aussie Owl Pie game or the Lord Hillsborough drinking game um, of every time uh, Beastie um, every time Beastie puts out a misspelled tweet, uh, Aussie has a pie or uh, Lord H has a drink. I can't imagine how much scotch got drank in Lord H about <laughs> a couple of weeks ago. But I think he uh, I think he finished the game relatively sober after uh, after Saturday's performance. So kudos on that one, Beast. Cheers. <laughs> I, was, I, was looking, I was looking at the tweets on the way back, and um, I think Beastie was 100% spelling correct until about the 18th minute or something. So, yeah, you know, unbelievable to, stuff to going on there. I don't know oh. what you... I thought you'd maybe handed it over to your last to uh, <laughs> say because it's very unlike you. <laughs> so, Ross Barkley, uh, are we going to miss him? Chris Lyons is due back very soon. He's been playing a few uh, development, developmental squad games. Um, are we going to miss Ross? Well, I think it, it's uh, it's strange, really, that his last game for us wasn't exactly one of his best games. Um, I, I thought he were he didn't have enough of a saint game against Forest, and I would have liked him to have done that, and that would have been an even better send off for him. Um, but we are going to miss him. I, I've right enjoyed watching him play. I think he's a smashing player. I think he's absolutely got bags of potential, and I'm absolutely positive that we will be hearing more about him in the future whether that's just as a top Premier League player or as an, an England player I don't know but he is um, a good a very very good footballer and thanks for all he's done for us and I, I, I just wish him well wherever, whatever happens to him yeah, I've got to echo those sentiments, Beastie. He's been, he's a class act. And, he, you know, he hasn't single-handedly, you know, won games for us. He, he hasn't been part of a winning team at Hillsborough, you know, by and large. But 
you know, what a classy player. And, and you can see that that kid's going to fly. So, yeah, he's going to hurt us. Of course, we don't want to see him go. We don't want to lose a player with those, those qualities um, and, and that calibre. It's going to be interesting to see how we plug that gap. You know, if Chris Lyons is, is fit and ready to go, I know he wasn't even named on the bench, was he, on Saturday? But um, he seems to think that he's ready to go. So, you know, what a great Philip it would be for the team if Chris Lyons came in, stepping up that level, and, and he showed that he could at least slot in and replace a Ross Barkley. So, yeah, I'm positive about it, but at the same time, objectively, you know, looking at it, you can't, you can't think that's not going to be a miss for us. Uh, yeah, I also need to bring up as well, um, fresh off the back of his international duty once again, uh, I don't know how you pronounce it, Nedic Pechnic, shall we go with? Nick Picnic, uh, it's simple. Sorry, so that, so that again? Nick Picnic. You're not, not, not messing around with any of these. I know you're a citizen of the world, but was... foreign translations. We don't need Netflix <laughs> or whatever. Look, no, Nick Picnic, it'll do. Look, get back to football names, right? They're called Buffers, Barkers and Peckers. <laughs> yes. Anyway, Tubes off Soccer AM. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I tell you, one thing that stuck out to me, and it's, it was every time I see him play, he reminds me a lot of Reggie Blinker. And I'll and I tell you for why. Oh, yeah, the like bookends. You can't tell them apart. <laughs> I know. They look like twins, don't they? Um, it's, it's more the fact that there's that. It, it, Etienne Asias was, was a similar sort of player. And there's a lot of flick and a lot of a lot of movement, a lot of deft touches, a lot of... I'm gonna You're just like hair now, aren't you? I'm just, I'm just about flicking hair now, yeah. And, but there's never any end product. Do you know what I mean? There's a lot of huffing and puffing, but there's never anything that actually goes, no, that was all right, that. Do you know what I mean? There's a lot of, hey, oh, I'm going to take this little flick here, I'm going to take this little touch. Exciting to watch, but bugger all actually comes from it. Pe- Peckers is one of them players that I really, really want to love. Uh, every now and again, he'll do something, and you think, why aren't you doing more of that? You know, you don't, you don't pitch for 60-odd minutes, and the other 59, you're absolute garbage. Right? <laughs> and Against Polis, for the time that he were on, he was pretty much a passenger. Um, and it... That's an, don't get me wrong, I had a day of frustrations on Saturday, but I found him very, very frustrating during that game. Uh, I really, really want to love him, but unfortunately, before long, he's get, getting back at Van Willeira. <laughs> he's one of those players who, it's frustrating when you see in the week that he scored two at international level. You know, who were they against? Azerbaijan or someone like that? No, or oh, Macedonia, wasn't it? Now, you can't tell me that Macedonian national team are, are, are any worse than at least a good championship team. So, if he can do it at that level, whatever he's doing, he needs to replicate that for us. You know, he's been, he's been signed with a, as an international player. You've got to think he's got something to offer. But, like you say, it's, there's a couple of really nice moments. And then there's no end product, and you end up you end up with him as a passenger. And uh, right now, that we need the exact opposite of that, don't we? Yeah, we do. Yeah, we need somebody pulling pulling some strings. Well, hopefully, so, hopefully that's going to be Chris Lyons, isn't it, when he comes back in? Well, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. He's got rid of that silly bloody moustache he's got, and then he can, uh, <laughs> then he can move on. I'm, and I'm sorry, Chris, you are losing it. You may as well just shave it off, mate. And uh, <laughs> harsh words, harsh words. Um, so. We're now at that point of the season. We're just before Christmas. Uh, people always use Christmas as a benchmark before we um, uh, about where you are, about what sort of season it's going to finish. Um, we're just outside relegation. Are we in a relegation dogfight, or are we still holding holding the hope that we're going to? As odd as it sounds, holding the hope that we're going to be a mid-table team and not in a relegation dogfight. Have we got any predictions for Sheffield Wednesday for the next, let's say, three or four weeks about where we're going to be and what where we hope to be? 
Go on then, Eddie. Yeah, well, I don't think... Uh, uh, there's never a time when, uh, you know, it's November. You're not in a relegation dogfight. It, it, there's so much more football to be played. And especially, as we talked about this division, there are teams who can look dead and buried at Christmas, and, and by the, the end of the season, they're charging and, they're, you know, they're, they're squeaking into the playoffs and even getting promoted. Think of Palace a few years back. Um, but you'd be a mug to think that we don't have a long, hard struggle ahead. Now... The points tell tell our own story. If we play for another half a season um, and don't and pick up the same number of points, then yeah, that'll be a relegation dogfight. But I don't think that you, that you, you are in that scrappy backs to the wall, you know, desperately trying to pick up more points than the teams around you until at least kind of February. So no, there's nothing right, because as soon, as soon as you mention the word dogfight and you mention the word relegation, then suddenly it is that sort of oh god, you know, scrappy one millers, you know throw them forward, do whatever you can just to get points on the board. And that will be the absolute worst thing for us to do right now. We're, we're still in a position where we can build a team that can compete for the rest of the season. Right, let's have a look at fixtures then, uh, between now and New Year. Because, um, to me, there looks to be plenty of points here for Wednesday. And you, you tell me what you think. We've got Leicester and Watford at home to start with. And then through December, right, we've got Cardiff away. Bristol City at home, Barnsley away, Charlton at home, Bolton away on Boxing Day, and then Huddersfield away on New Year's Eve with, um, not on New Year's Eve, on 29th of December, with Burnley on New Year's Day. Now, most of them, barring two, right, there's only two that I think that look a little bit tricky. The rest, I'm really hopeful that we can take at least a draw from Every single, every every one of the other games, and I've been looking at quite a few wins out of them. What do you reckon? I absolutely agree with you, Beast. There, I mean, Cardiff away—that's that, going to be a, an ask, isn't it? You know, I don't care how how well you're playing. Cardiff away is a big ask. And um, Huddersfield away—I know we we did well there last season, and um, arguably they were they were playing you know as well as us, um, if not better, last season. That you know certainly they're, they're they're doing well and then dropping back and doing well and dropping back. So that one could come down to you know what sort of form they're in, etc. But you look at the rest of them. You know, those they're not difficult away games as far as. At this level, you know, you've got to be looking at the likes of Dingles away, um, Bolton away. I wasn't impressed with Bolton. Um, and those home matches are definitely, definitely must-wins. Should wins and, and probably must-wins because you look at that, that, that December. You know, we could be waking up on uh, January the 2nd and talking about a very different Sheffield Wednesday. I really hope that Dave Jones has, has got the players keyed in to that idea that this is a, a period of the season that can really make or break what's going to happen in the spring. And if we go into, go into that, that kind of January and onwards with a good number of points under our belt and we've climbed out of that, the immediate danger, then we're going to be in a very different place than if we don't pick up the points now. And like, like I said, we get into that relegation-type scrap where we have to fight tooth and nail for every point. So, yeah, I'm, I'm optimistic looking at that. It all starts with Leicester on Saturday, though. That's a team who are going to be coming off a massive win. You know, 6-0. I know you're playing against a, a, a team in disarray to a great extent, but even so, they'll have their tails up and they'll, they'll be thinking, well, look, if we can do that to Ipswich, we can do six past Ipswich, we can certainly do, you know, three against Sheffield Wednesday. So, it's all going to start from the back, shutting them up, keeping Ben Marshall quiet and, and you know, taking three points, whichever way it comes. 
and then we build from there. Watford should be a win. Bristol City should be a win. Charlton should be a win. And then those away games, let's look at a point from each one. And we're, we're looking at a very different Sheffield Wednesday and a very different championship table, aren't we? Well, I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I'll be really disappointed if we get thraped by Leicester. Um, I know, I, I take on board what you said, and I know that they are playing pretty well at the minute, and I know that they're stuck six past Ipswich, but I'll be so disappointed if we ship a load of goals against them at home. Uh, would, would, would you take a draw against them now? I, I, I don't know. I, I, for all I've said, that I'm, I'm fearful that, that they will be thinking that they can come and score goals against us. Um, I, I think that we can stop them. I, no, I wouldn't take a point right now. I'd, I'd take a scrap. I'd take a clean sheet right now. I'll give you that. I'll, give, I'll take a clean sheet right now. And if we don't score, then it's on us. And we've talked about our problems with scoring goals. But a, a, a clean sheet and, and a scrappy three points, I'd bite your hand off right now. I think I'd, uh, I'd, take, a, I'd, take, a, I'd take a point as long as we played well and looked like we could have won, if that makes sense. Like if we... No, I said, no, sorry, I want to win them. <laughs> so, so anyway, it took a long time to think about that then didn't you yeah I did I, I thought I don't, I don't want to run to, rush into anything uh, <laughs> I don't want to get closer to anything rush here Dan have a think about it yeah that's, that's what I did so uh, so Leicester let's see if we can get some predictions in there from you chaps before we wrap it up what do you reckon Beast um, well I'm hopeful I am really really hopeful it's a bit like when when we played Leeds and everybody was saying oh we're going to get a right towel in off Leeds um, I just I just fancy us but then again as my youngin says I always think we're going to win right? it doesn't matter who we're playing against it doesn't matter what sort of form we're in I'm always optimistic and I always think we're going to win but let's say like, like Ed has just suggested there let's say a 1-0 win for Wednesday and what yeah. about you, Ed? I, I can't look much much further than that. You know, I'm exactly the same as you, BC. That I, it doesn't matter how badly we're playing. I always think, well, the turnaround starts here. You know, I'm super confident and super positive at, at three o'clock every Saturday afternoon. Um, I, I I don't think Leicester are as good as that six 0 might suggest. But equally, I I think that's our hardest home game between you know now and far into January. So. No, I, I think we're going to do it, and I think we might surprise everyone. We might surprise ourselves uh, and actually find a bit, of, a bit of touch in front of goal. So I'm going to say 2-1. Ooh. Ooh. I, I, I think that Martin Taylor seems like the type of person, to, he, like I said, he, he was interviewed last week, and he said that he's, um, he's disappointed with the way Sheffield Wednesday career started. And uh, and I think he's he's gonna have a big. It seems like that type of guy that's annoyed. He's, he's annoyed himself, and uh, and he wants. He's got a point to prove. So I'll take a clean sheet. If it's a nil nil clean sheet, I'll be I'll, I'll be all right with that. But I think I'm, I think I might fall down the side of Beastie on this one. I think uh, I think a one nil, maybe even sneak a two nil after ten minutes, something like that. But I'm like you, pair. I'm eternally optimistic. Good. Martin <laughs> Taylor goal in front of Cop, 94th minute. <laughs> yeah. We'll take that. We'll take that. Right then, chaps. Any other business? Did we have any uh, fallout from the um, from the charity uh, the charity events that were done over the last week? Uh, no, uh, uh, a few thanks uh, from the slug jugglers. Uh, <laughs> no, it, everything seems to be going well in November for those that are doing it. Um, the money's money's uh, going up for all of them, which is good. 
Great news. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I've got, I've got nothing else. I've got nothing. All right, then. Nothing well, else. Oh, watch. Uh, well, big, big good luck once again, as we do every week, to uh, Sheffield Wednesday on Saturday against against Leicester City. That's uh, that's at Hillsborough. We'll be wearing our home shirts. Uh, I, f- I feel like when I do that, I'm giving out uh, details to an illegal rave. Do you know what I mean? It's all uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. this weekend, <laughs> chaps. And uh, we'll, see, we'll see you at three o'clock. Uh, Beastie, to get hold of you on Twitter, it is... Uh, yeah, you can get hold of me, at Raiders Lovely underscore lady. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if you want to send me photos of yourself, um, that's fine. Uh, in fact, let's make, let's make that hashtag Raiders Lovely Lady. Yeah, that can be the hashtag for this week, Raiders Lovely Lady. If you take pictures of random uh, random women around the week, and if you're in town on Friday night, take a picture of a take a picture of a hot chick and just hashtag Raiders Lovely Lady. Or if you're a, a young, upwardly mobile go getter uh, who's doing a bit of slug juggling. You stick it on there and you never know. Raiders lovely lady. Hey, <laughs> all you. Uh, failing that, you can, you can get in touch with me at beastie underscore on Twitter or at alzalive.com. Cool beans, what about you, Ed? Uh, as always, I'm on Twitter at Sausage Arms. Um, I uh, will not be spending any time looking at pictures of, of Raiders lovely lady. And I say that despite the fact that my uh, my wife is glaring at me while we... <laughs> Yes, no, I, I will be uh, reading uh, entirely male and sport-centric websites and definitely not looking at anything specialist at all this week whatsoever, or any other Thanks a lot once again for listening to us, folks, and uh, we'll see you next week. It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget chair boxers coming down the left wing, ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points back of the net. Lubosh! Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com for more information. See you later! 